Boudreaux. Boudreaux is just um, so much better when he doesn't know what we're talking about until we just talk about it. And so what I mean by this, Boudreaux, because I like the stage that you set too. I think you're an advanced uh, stage setter. And so I really like it when you start and talk about, uh, like in this case, if I was to say, um, I'm just not feeling motivated this morning, right? Or, you know, I just... I'm having a tough time lately. You know, I just don't feel the energy. I don't feel the excitement. Uh, what What would you say to that, Boudreaux? Thing is, you got to decide where you get your energy from. Do you get it from outside or do you get it from inside? Do you get it extrinsically or do you get it intrinsically? And true energy, true spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, all the different colors of energy, all the different locations it lives. The power's inside of you. It's not what's on the outside that matters. It's what's on the inside that matters most. And so you want to tap into your inner power, your inner energy, your inner spirit. And that starts off with just two things, right? To tap into energy, you have to have a clear, compelling reason why. Why am I here? What we call in our world intentionality. Where are you going and why are you going there? And it doesn't matter where you wake up in the morning, I'm going to get to that location. It's, it's, you can't stop me. I need it so badly. I want it so badly. It is so naturally who I am. I'm not doing it extrinsically for what my boss wants, extrinsically for what people think about me, extrinsically for what, my, you know, so people think I'm something. I'm doing it because inside of me, there is a burning natural desire to have or be X. The second ingredient in the recipe of energy is authenticity, which is clarity of who you are at your best. You know, today I am kind and compassionate and aware and thoughtful and generous, right? Those are the characteristics that define Damien today so that I can love and care for my dad and my siblings on this journey that we're on right now. And so my whole clarity of who I am matches my intentionality of where I'm going and why. And that, that's real, that's natural energy, right? That, that, that's not, I'm not needing to eat, drink a five hour energy drink. I'm not allowed to get close to those anyway. They're, they're dangerous for me. But, but the whole thing is I have to have that spirituality inside of my soul and that comes from intentionality coupled with clarity of who you are at your best and that is the foundation for the third pillar which is energy and so that is the beginning so have you have you ever heard uh, boudreaux of a guy named bob harrison no anybody so he's got really good stuff and he talks about if you act enthusiastic, you will be enthusiastic. And then he literally goes, if you act enthusiastic, you will be enthusiastic. If you act enthusiastic, you'll be enthusiastic. Then he has this crowd of like thousands of people start doing all this. Right. And so when it comes to say energy, right? Like, uh, don't you have to seek this out somehow? Don't you have to want to create it? Uh, when you talk about energy, Boudreaux? Yeah, that's all good stuff. That's good, warm, fuzzy stuff until your child is dying. 
That's real good stuff until you've lost everything. That's real good stuff until your wife comes up and said, you're not the one anymore. You got to get the hell out of the planet. When and real so life you, shows up. Yeah, so that's the question, I guess, is it, so how then? Until real life shows up. Yeah. Fake it till you make it works until you can't fake it. You have, you're, you're dying inside. I mean, your, 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 your spiritual, emotional, physical body can't draw from anything outside because everything outside is black in horror and crud and puke green. And everything you take from the ins out, out, outside poisons the inside. Now fake it till you make it. And what you fake is what you're getting from the outside and that's poison. That's why you have to, at your essence, own it, right? From a, from a, from a heart, authentic perspective, right? It's a good thing, yeah, it's a good thing when the world, when you can, when you can grow flowers all the time, yeah, grow flowers, that's, that's beautiful, grow flowers, right? What happens when you have a house of rock, a yard of rock, can't grow no damn flowers? And so when you say own it, like, what do you mean by that? your your creator you and your divine you and your spirit you and your you know whatever you find is that spiritual it doesn't have to be a religion it is you and your one your source of oneness with the universe that source that naturally connects you to life to source isn't it like a choice you have to make every day? It's like it's um it's an independent. It is. Like it's it's it's, a, it's the hardest choice you have to make every day, but it, it's something you have to keep on choosing. Because if you don't, you talk about you know the garden of rock. It's nothing will ever grow if you don't. In, so the scriptures talk about, and what I'm learning on the journey I'm on right now is talking about enduring to the end, and you know making sure that every day that regardless of what's happened is that you become one with yourself and that you continue to make that choice every day that you, even though the day's been hard, you, you still believe enough self, have enough self-worth that you continue to make that choice, that choice to um, have that energy, that spiritual energy, the one the, literally like Damien says, the only thing that will fuel you, you cannot reply, uh, rely on anyone else to do that. That is, it's your life. It's your heart. It's, it's, it's on us. It's not on the massive group of a thousand people. When I speak on the stage, I always say, you know, how is everyone feeling? Everyone's excited and energized and inspired. I said, great. You're going to leave this room. Tomorrow's going to come. And then what are you going to do? Because that's where the rubber hits the road, right? That's where we then, um, inspiration, regardless of where you get it from, whether it is religion or the stars or the moon or the universe, however it, you know, it comes to you, inspiration is nothing without action. And that action happens when you choose to take action. So it's, yeah. there's that delta, right? That's what I'm hearing, Damien, is, it, is there's that delta where we get to choose how to show up every day. We get to choose um, to be compassionate and loving and be selfless and serve others before yourself. That's the one thing that I find for myself, my secret sauce to being um, positive, my secret sauce to 
getting over myself is to serve someone else. Mm. So whenever I feel down and out, I literally have a story or a narrative in my head that says, just do something kind for someone else, lose yourself in service, stop thinking about you. And when you start doing that, it's really hard to stay in a dark place. It's really hard not to help those seeds grow. But it's a choice. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Boudreau, I I bet you know a little bit about that right now, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, now now it's 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 all about, you know, each one of my sisters, my sisters are incredible, my brothers are incredible as well. But you know, that they, they're up coming up to me and uh what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Because I've been I'm, this has been a year of generosity, you know. I uh this isn't this isn't the worst year of my life. For first of all, 2020 is not a bad year for me in comparison to other years, right? So so I've got that going for me. But you know, my my oldest daughter was talking to a bunch of us on the phone the other day and she said so what's the worst thing about this year? And Nicole said, said he has to ha- he's had to be around people all year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, sorry, Damien, go ahead. Sammy. Um, so one thing that I think, and just kind of adding on to that, I when when I get down, because you are gonna get down, like like Damien said, the world is not just gonna give you flowers all day. You're gonna have you're gonna have some tough times. One thing that I do that I think just helps so much, and it might not help everybody. I would, I would like other people's opinions on this, but I just do little things every day that make me happy. Just like the little, like I'll light my favorite candle or I'll make spaghetti because that's my favorite thing to eat, you know, <laughs> or I'll just do like little itty bitty things and I'll get out of it. You know, when, when I really have a tough time and I know that it's going to be tough for a little while, it gets me right out. So just, and, you know, instead of staying in bed all day and doing everything that you feel like doing, just do the littlest thing to make you happy. I think that's, that's really wise. True. That is so yeah. wise. It works. Ahead, it works for me. You know, it might not work for everybody, but I've found that that's oh, the little thing. Yeah, out. for sure. Absolutely. Or like no go work out that, for that like 20 minutes or go, go sit in a hot, you know, if you have a hot tub, go sit in the hot tub or just little itty bitty things, you know? It's magic, uh, Boudreaux, and uh, you guys are, I'm, I'll jump almost to the very end right away because you guys are, it's like you wrote this book, <laughs> and uh, you guys are talking about a, really a lot. I can't believe you guys got to it so quick. It just shows how smart y'all are, <laughs> and uh, so that makes me super appreciative because you guys are right on the money, but now that we got Johnny O here to really um, tell us how it's supposed to be, you know, Johnny O, what, is it, what, what does it mean to be like deliberate and stuff? What the heck are we talking about here? Well, I think, you know, uh, in, in conversations of you mentioning uh, the intellect of the group, I, I think I swear on the side of uh, gratefulness uh, to be included in that conversation because I, I think there's a lot of intelligence far above mine in the, uh, in the Zoom here. But uh, I think your deliberation and how deliberate you are about your actions and how you intend to uh, conduct yourself is reflective of uh, your longevity and determination and strength. And, uh, you know, if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the right motivational factors, if you don't do the things that Sammy's talking about and take time for yourself and bring about your happiness, uh, then you can't expect it to be conductive to your attitude and, uh, you know, having that resilience that it takes to overcome all the different adversities and the things that 
in life that uh, present themselves. And, you know, whether you're leaning on uh, religion or the sun, the moon, the stars, like Katie mentioned, it's uh, about honing in and, and uh, being able to, uh, you know, continue your path of success, uh, which is generally focused and centers around uh, positivity and uh, giving in, not giving in to things. You know, if, if we're talking rocks and rock gardens and, and uh, flowers. I, I always think that the rocks are the being a rock, having having a strong foundation is what holds a house tall. You know, if a, if a house was built on flowers, it would probably collapse pretty quickly, right? So there's all the flowers in life, all the grateful, happy, uh, fluffy things. But when uh, the the corner turns dark and the, the darkness of life presents itself, you better you better have a rock to lean on. And you know, some people might that rock could be a gym or some alone time or meditation or religion or maybe a great friend. Uh, but I think th to have a strong foundation and to cement your, your success, uh, you, your rocks are the people you surround yourself with, you know, and in life, if you don't choose uh, the people that you include in your life uh, as, and kind of at least uh for the most part, uh, try to surround yourself with positive, forward-thinking people. Then, when those tough opportunities or tough things in life present themselves, uh, you know you're, you're going to sway. The the building's going to rock because it's the people that uh, you know have that uh, strong mentality of, of positivity that are going to hold you tall when the storm hits and when lightning comes and when things come come crashing down. So I, I think a lot of great stuff being said. And uh, I'm always one for analogies, and I think there's been a lot brought up so far. Johnny, oh, you are bringing it this morning. You, I don't know how you got in tune so quickly because, you know, you remind me of that movie Old School sometimes where, uh, you know, it's got Will Ferrell, and he's he's like Frank the Tank, and then he just snaps too, right right when he needs to, like in that debate. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, just I, I think so. I hear Will Ferrell. I think of like, you know, I'm kind of like the slingshot in that uh, – in that race car movie he was in, but, uh, you know, if, if you're not first, you're last, right? Man, let's look at Katie's sunset that's happening here. My goodness. Oh, beautiful. Talk about something that makes you happy. Uh, today. So you guys can see the beauty that I see every morning. Yeah. Wow. Is that, is that not, body of water there, Katie? Yeah. I live on the beach on the ocean. Yeah. Oh no, man. Okay, yeah. like when we're talking about, sorry, when we're talking about little things that actually, you know, like uh, when Sammy's saying you light a candle and stuff, and I, and I want to get back to Sammy because I think she's really onto it, but what kinds of things, Katie, and, um, and even the group, because I, I do kind of want to get um, an idea from everyone, like for me, it's as simple as, you know, like this show is an example of something to go back to for that foundation uh, that Johnny O is talking about, just things like this are what keep me in line. And so, Katie, what kinds of things maybe, can you give some examples of things that you do uh, that help lay that foundation and, and the intent that everyone's talking about? Yeah, so as I mentioned, for me, it's um, I find the most joy when I'm serving others. So for me, I always fall back on an act of service for somebody because when I can give to someone and make them smile and fill them up, it takes my, my pain doesn't seem, um, it seems less significant. Uh, I learned this word yesterday. So I was watching general conference um, and I learned this word and it, I've never heard it before, but myopic, which is to be very um, short-sighted, basically to be myopic is to not see past your nose. 
And it struck me really hard yesterday because a lot of us, the reason why we have a hard time, at least this is my conclusion, have a hard time um, getting out of a rut is because we're, we are almost passive and myopic in life, right? We don't look at the big picture. We, we just see what's happening right now and we get stuck in that hole of, um, call it black crud or, you know, our feet get planted in firmly into, uh, you know, a garden of rocks. Um, to, to really flourish in life, at least for me, is to, to really focus on everything past right now because if you really think about it in that moment you're okay so you've got like nothing everything is right in the world in that moment but if we think okay but in the next moment um this is still happening to me we need to look much further out um and realize it's just a moment in time and that we have that choice to um light a candle or like so for me other whether it's doing an act of service, um, yoga, meditation, I journal a lot. Um, so I, even if it's just a quick few lines, I take out my journal. I've got multiple journals. Um, so I journal a lot. If I'm having an argument with my significant other, we actually share a journal. So I will write in my journal that he has access to so that he can read it non-judgmentally, you know, and we're not feeding each other's fuel to the that. fire. That is cool. I do like that. I wish so I could do that. I would probably write such mean things when I'm mad. Oh my gosh. It's non-judgmental. I can write whatever I want. And the rule is if he wants access to my feelings and my emotions, that he has to read it from a loving, kind place and he can't get upset. Until then, he's not allowed to touch it, basically. So we have this... Um, it's, it's awesome because it allows me to move out of a really... Um, I feel like a lot of couples will fight and stay in a rut for a really long time um, because we're both trying to be um, the strong one. We're both trying to be the right one. Uh, this allows me to write that down and move on real quick. I get the emotions out. So I, I, anything that, that someone can do that allows you to um, release the negativity is the quickest and surest way back to life is to realize that it's, it's just a moment in time to look far past your nose um, into the future and realize that we're going to be okay and just letting it go, whatever which way that is. For me, most of the time, it's acts of service. When I'm feeling down and out, I just do for others. And that makes me feel whole again. And Sammy, that's a lot of organization there. And it's being aware, self-aware. And it's uh, like if you were charting, say, a stock, you would zoom out to instead of just looking like at the hourly, looking at, you know, the daily or the monthly or the, you know, yearly, et cetera. Can you um, kind of expand on, you know, you started it off somewhat with little things that you do, but, yeah. uh, you know. And you that's really for, I, I'm not, I wish I was like that. I, re I really do. I wish I was someone that if I get in a rut, I'm like, okay, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be better. Or I'm, I'm going to, you know, any, any year, this is what I want to have done and I can do this and I'm motivated. Sometimes I'm just not like that. Sometimes I just get in a rut and I'm like, I can't, I can't get out, you know? And I think, I think other people are like that too. And that's why I say, if you can just figure out certain, like, you know, just get your, do little things to get out, you know, just cause it's hard. It's hard for me to get out sometimes. It really, really is. And you know, I, I feel for other people that are like that, you know, so I, and I think that journaling and doing stuff like that, you could also do that too. That's just, 
sometimes I just don't want to do it. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm like, I'm so glad you done over it. Yeah. I, I, talk about, you know, like what happens when you write this stuff down, you know, like, because when you journal, this is like the, this is almost like 101 psychology, Boudreaux. And, um, you know, when you, when you write stuff down, you know, when you get organized, you know, these are basic things that you guys are talking about in a very um, unbasic way because, uh, because it's something that you guys already do. So to someone that isn't doing these types of things, it wouldn't sound like so easy, but these are really, when you break it down to, you know, the core, the baseline level of organization, you know, number one, being self-aware and then number two, organization, like first you admit to yourself, Boudreaux, like, uh, here's what's going on. Uh, let me expand a little bit. Uh, and then it's like, now how do I get organized? Right. And Katie and Sammy are talking about advanced methods of organization. And I love really, 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 um, I can't believe that, um, Katie's talking about that journal thing with, with her spouse or significant other, or, or, you know, I love that. And then, um, you know, I really like the, the release, you know, because that's, that's what that is. And, um, you know, Boudreaux, like, what is a, what does your release look like right now for crying out loud? Don't release. That's, that's one of the things our society teaches that when something's not right, take a pill. When something's not right, take a drink. Something's not right, run to the mountains. Something's not right, run, run, Forrest, run. Sometimes you're just supposed to be there. The rut's not a bad place. It's just another place. It's just another place. And if you could be in the rut and look around and go, whoa, what's that made of? And, and, and be part of the rut and look at the rut and be aware of what the rut is about. And understand how the rut is part of you and you are part of the rut. And you decide, look, I love you, but I don't want to be with you for the rest of my It's like sadness. Sadness comes into your life, so you run from it. You're supposed to embrace sadness. And, and when sadness comes, oh, you're back. Oh, my God. My old friend, Seth, have a seat on the bench. Oh, I'm glad you're back. It's been a while. And let's talk about the sadness. Let's be okay to be sad for a moment in time. And if you embrace sadness and just say, look, I, I see, I don't want to be with you forever, but I'm glad you're back because I remember what it's like. How do you ever feel joy without having the grief? How do you ever feel laughter without having the cry? How do you ever feel any of those things in life without having the juxtaposition of the other? So where you are, be there, understanding that you don't have to stay there forever. And it's not a bad place. It's just another place. We can't self-medicate our way out of being human. Being human is the awareness of everything. But what I mean is, Boudreaux, like, you know, like behind me, I got a heavy bag over there. And sometimes it's really nice to hit that heavy bag. Finding your place, finding your place to get your escape. That's your recipe, right? So I have a recipe too. It's called going dark. There's a part of me that's reclusive, right? That, that drops off the planet. I have three little girls, my children, they have access. Really nobody else has access, right? I'm not going to come out. I might be in for 24 hours. I might be in for a week. But at the end of the journey, that's where I go to get my cosmic back. That's my heavy bag, is that place where I can go dark and cry and, 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 and be in a room and not come out, or maybe not eat for two days, or, 
or and then slowly my body starts to my spirit starts to churn and i start to find some ambition and then i say well well stay back here let's let's just go back in let's let's just get it all over us let's let's get that mud that we had and let's just let's just understand it let's just find it be at peace with it and then i start to bubble again and 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 the monster that comes out on the other end of that tunnel is genius is generous is giving is is incredibly i mean that's where my genius shows up is at the end the other end of the that that road or that 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 darkness right so that's my heavy bag everybody's got to find their heavy bag everybody's got to find their place where they heal where they spiritually reconnect with source and a bottle isn't it a pill isn't it that's a mask that hides from your true reality of your connection with source. Source is talking to you. Johnny O, I mean, Boudreaux is going next level on us here. So when I'm just a car salesman, right? And say I'm having tough tough month or whatever you know what does it look like for the car salesman to be deliberate you know it's kind of like the topic of the conversation you know and if we take it back to just like uh say daily type things right what does it mean to be you know because that's really what got me thinking about this is i think personally that you really have to seek seek this stuff out and so as you take a big drink of water there and get your mind really going in the right direction, what, what am I talking about? It's, it's, I'm a car guy. That's collagen coffee. So the, the coffee's from the car industry and the collagen's from the new industry, right? It's a little uh, mixture of both. And I, I think, you know, you're, you're delving into a topic that I could probably elaborate on and, and carry on uh, about uh, virtually, you know, forever but um you know when it comes to things they say you're you're only as good as your 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 last month or you're only as good as your current month or something like that like you know live in the present and i think uh there's a lot of truth in that for me um i i always like as soon as a month was done doesn't matter how many cars were, were out the door you know i would always just kind of try to focus on on the month at hand right and uh i think there's there's a lot of pe uh, people you know you Oh, I had a good month last month. You start coasting and so forth, and uh, you know you're you're only as good as your, uh, you know your last your last month that kind of saying. But you know, for myself, if I was evaluating, let's say I was looking at a manager and and I was in a position where I was like, okay, well, trying to uh, decipher or, or evaluate, or we talked about last episode, maybe a ranking of awareness for or some sort of uh, measure to to evaluate uh, the performance of, of a manager you know i i don't think i would really hone in and, and try to evaluate his best month like like damien was talking about that's flowers right like that's when the flowers are blooming you know i i think you're only as good as your worst month right i, I would evaluate a manager and how he conducts himself and how he performs in his spirit and his attitude based on when things aren't going well a lot more than when things are going well uh, because it's how you face adversities in life. It's how you conduct yourself in the hard times. Uh, that's going to really, uh, you know, reflect the kind of success you have and the longevity of your success. 
And uh, I think, you know, when you start talking about short term, it's easier to have short term success than long term success, of course, right? So, uh, you know, I always like to talk about law of average, you know, every no leads you closer to a yes and uh, persistence eliminates resistance and all these things that, uh, you know, make up uh, the, the strength of character that someone needs to especially survive in, uh, an, a, you know, a realm of profession like the automotive industry where it is uh you know there is a lot of things that present themselves i think problems are opportunities i've always thought that way you know there's a lot of things oh this goes bad that goes bad for myself i always think that's the true testament of my own character is how i conduct myself when things aren't going uh perfectly uh and you know just how i operate and how my mood uh handles things that present themselves that are unfavorable and how i look at it and move forward and conduct myself and i think that's the truest testament of of your strength of character and success but you know putting pen to paper i feel like we're going back uh to our first episode there i talked about the power of setting goals right you write something down there's a lot of power in that whether it's in a journal between you and your spouse i really love that too that's absolutely outstanding i think that's something uh that uh, probably could be helpful in any relationship uh but just by the, the power of putting pen to paper you know you can set all the goals in the world uh, but, you know, for myself, I had a daily check list almost every day I walked into the dealership and they would, you know, uh, check mark, check mark, and it would start from really easy goals. Have my morning coffee. Uh, now it would be with collagen. Check mark. Feels good to check mark a goal, right? Well, by the time you get to, you know, okay, well, make sure all your service uh, customers are, are well taken care of and everyone's aware of their oil changes or whatever. Pretty easy goal. Check mark. You know, make sure you plant five seeds today, make a Craigslist ad, take an up, talk to a customer in service, call up, call a past customer and talk about referrals and check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. And by the time you get to the end of the day and it's sell a car, it's a real easy check mark because that progression of goals you set for yourself that amalgamate to the steps that you need to achieve the overall goal that's most important to the success of your day all aligns itself in your favor and it starts with putting stuff to paper so i love that but i, I like i say I, I forewarned you i don't want to carry on forever here and uh, i feel like there's definitely uh, smarter people to be heard so let's uh well i love what you're saying about you're kind of leading us into one more time but i want to go back to boudreaux for just a second boudreaux from a car sales standpoint you know you're working with people who sell a hundred cars in a month and they have you know I imagine they have a bad month every once in a while. Maybe that means, I, I don't know. Tell me what that means when, when they're not quite uh, doing their top performance. What does it look like versus say I'm a 10 or 12 car person. What's the difference between a bad month and, you know, not just numbers wise. A career doesn't last 30 days. It's not the end of the month that counts. First of all, we change the mindset of the salesperson. It's not necessarily the mindset of the sales manager or the dealer but we don't really give a shit. What we care about is the mindset of the salesman. Truthfully, if a manager managed the mindset and, and, and aligned with the mindset of the salesman, they'd have a shared outcome and the dealership would do, do better. But they have their own set of rules and the dealers has their own set of rules. So the first thing is mindset. Your career is the most important thing you have for your legacy and your family. And that revolves around relationships. And the only relationship that's important is the power of this one, this one individual person, this human, and all of your presence and attention and love and generosity 
needs to go into this conversation with this fellow earthling without the attachment to what you want for that person, your best interest. You want for them what is they want for themselves, right? And so the, the, the first thing that it has to start off with is that career is about humans. And now I'm getting salespeople at the core of who they are because they're naturally connected to the, to, they're great with people anyway. The second thing is, again, we go back to the five pillars of high achievement, the first one being clarity. When they show up as who they are at their best with a clear, compelling reason of intentionality of where they're going and why, the third ingredient with that that shows up naturally because of these two is intrinsically energy happens. And then the fourth pillar is consistency. And so getting people to have habits and rituals and things that they naturally do without thinking that just make it easier to have their day. We get dressed a certain way. We go to the bathroom and get our, our details in the bathroom. We brush our teeth, shave, then get in the shower. Then whatever your flavor is, you have consistency. If you do something out of the loop of that and you change that behavior, it screws up the rest of your day. It screws up other moments in your day. Simple little things. So getting salespeople to be aware of the consistency of what they, their rituals and habits and what we call the three steps, their first three steps of the day, so that whenever they're in the fog, their habits aren't in the fog, their doings aren't in the fog, their being may be in the fog, but their doing is based on habits and they can always reconnect. Okay, so wait, let me... Who the hell are you? Oh my God, that's right. I'm, I'm generous and I'm thoughtful and I'm loving or I'm bold and I'm, and I'm powerful and I'm focused or I'm unstoppable and I'm fearless, right? I choose my intrinsic power, right? So those four, clarity, intentionality, energy, consistency, all sits on the foundation of relationships. That's the key to life. And if you're around sorry ass people, these four are at risk. But if you're around wonderful, loving people, and Ali, Rita, or my people know, hey, look, I can send a text to Boudreaux. He'll call me immediately. And I can say, look, man, my mom is not doing well. Oh, man, well, let's talk about what your mama is to you. Right? And who is she? We don't run from the fact that, hey, you got to get through that shit. You got work to do today. Let's give mama a hug before we throw her under the trash can for the day. Right. Hey guys, yeah, I'm going to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to John uh, for watching. He agrees with us. He says, amen. And if you want to join the conversation, just comment on the live video and I'll make sure that we get to your comment for all of our listeners. Well, whoever John is, thanks for getting in on the conversation and good aside there because uh, you know, Boudreaux, like you, you you're talking about people, uh, John, Yo, you're talking about people, relationships, who you surround yourself with. And Katie, um, you know, it kind of comes back to that uh, pen and paper somewhat because you guys are reminding me of that old statement, you know, like uh, it's better to have lived and loved than never have loved at all. You know, it's like something like so basic, but it really is really, uh, it ties to what you guys are talking about. But Katie, like you're a top performer and, you know, I, I'm hoping, what, how do we find your book, first of all, Katie? Because I'd like to someday um, read that and show that it's one of my weekly motivations. There's, 
there right now, unfortunately, you talk about going through bumps or hills and valleys and um, peaks and valleys in life. Uh, well, with my book, there's been a bit of a valley in the sense that, well, I've had to, there's another big time author that um, feels a little threatened by me. And um, she thinks that my title of my book is way too similar to a title of one of her books. So right now, um, we are kind of battling it out, and I'm trying to prove why it isn't so I can keep the title of my book. Uh, but it, it will come out soon enough. Uh, it has a bit of a delay. I take it as a, you know, and here's an, a perfect example of I, when I first received the legal letter. Uh, I could have um, been, I could have given up. And I could have uh, been super upset about it. And um, I could have taken it in a negative way. Um, I did feel it. I definitely felt the, for that moment, every emotion that washed over me. But then I decided to take it as a compliment because she's a big time author. Um, New York Times bestselling author. And so I take it as a compliment. And so now I'm working um, with her and her team to pretty much just tweak and rebrand the title of my book. So that has been put on pause a little bit. So as soon as I know, I will let you know. Um, but it's, um, it means that whatever's inside those, uh, inside the cover is actually pretty great. So I'm, I'm excited to share it with the world. And, and when we talk about um, how things happen for a reason, um, you know, I'm, I have to have faith and hope that uh, that this uh, bump in the road has happened for a reason and the launch of my book has been pushed out for a reason. Maybe there's more success. Maybe there's different people that need to read it um, that wouldn't have seen it before. Uh, so I'm remaining positive, uh, but it will be out. As soon as it is, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> hey, right on. We're first. Question? Yeah. Hey, Katie, did you, did you ask her for help? in helping I, you with the, with the new name? I did. So her and I are, I took the kind approach. Oh, of course. Oh, that She's is genius. I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> She's an idol of mine. Like I like, look, I have read everything she's ever written. So when I say like, she is, it's, it's, it's a compliment. And I went back to her and said, Hey, help me teach me. Let's work together. So that's, we're having a very, um, it's, it's not a, it's not a legal battle anymore. It's not a battle. It's just, coming to common ground. Great, and now you have an ally for life and you can ask her, look, how would you go forward on this and other things and she oh, will yeah. coach you. Um, yeah. uh, who's your publisher? Uh, Greenleaf Publishing. Are they working well with her, her publishing company or are you kind we're of like? We're all, yeah, okay. we're all working well. Yeah, oh yeah, um, for okay. sure. Great job, but great yeah. job. Try, but that's that's what it is. You talk, so I don't know if we're going into like we're talking about being deliberate, but I think we have to be deliberate with everything we do. Um, with again, what life throws us, this I say anyways, uh, life is ten percent what it throws you, ninety percent what you decide to do with it, right? How you decide to feel, and then the reaction you have to what you're feeling. Um, so to be deliberate with all of our emotions, and you talk about being a high achiever, which Josh, I think is that's you know sort. I don't know if you had a specific question, um, but the only way to be a high achiever is to be deliberate with everything you do um, is to have positive intentions and move into action. And if you're not deliberate, especially like as a speaker, words have power. Everything that you say, the words that you choose have power in the tone that you say them. And so 
for me as a high achiever, which I don't even see myself as a high achiever, I just kind of wake up and, and, and just go and just be, you, you know, Damien talks about being one with yourself and, and, um, you know, being connected to the spirit. And so that is for me is what I focus on is being one and then just doing for others and everything sort of just falls into place. Um, being deliberate is the way I've been able to achieve everything. There's not a single move I haven't made in my personal life, my career that isn't deliberate, that I haven't thought through, that I haven't thought about what the outcome will be, not just for myself, but for every, everyone that's involved. And it's kind of like a big game of chess, right? Like I think life is a big fun game of chess. And, and so I deliberately make my moves, um, and they all make sure, I make sure anyways, that they all impact everyone in my life positively. I don't want any, um, oh, what is, I don't want any casualties, if that makes sense, because I don't believe in that. I believe that, you know, we talk about, Damien talks about relationships. I do, I agree with you, relationships are everything. How I've gotten to where I am is because I've built relationships and people have believed more in me than I've believed in me and they've helped me along the way. Um, but I've been deliberate with even choosing who those people are and the type of relationship I have and how close I let them in. And, um, I mean, for me, I let everybody in because I am who I am and, and everybody can know everything. I have absolutely nothing to hide. I will talk about everything and anything. Um, but not everybody's like that. So when I talk to somebody that might not be like that, I deliberately choose my words. I deliberately choose the topic in which we're going to talk about so that they're comfortable but I still get the result that I want, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if that, that was where you're going, Josh. But no, you're right on. You are absolutely right on. And, and Boudreaux, um, you know, you were talking about your I am, I am, I am. And, and in your book, and I've been meaning to ask you when it comes to books, the, you know, because when I started in the, in the car business, K-I-S-S meant keep it simple, stupid is what they told me right? When you start in the car business. And so did, did that have anything to do with your title? It's made so car selling so damn complicated that 90% of the people who get in it fail. And so it's just about, look, y'all are just making it too hard. This is so simple. And, and that simplicity is lost. So that was, that was the, that was the reason for the keep it simple selling. Right. And, and, um, and it really is a lot simpler than everybody makes it so darn hard. I mean, you, you got to call, you got to know these words you know? to say them when the customers, what's that? I said, isn't life that way? Like, don't we make our life harder than it is? Like it, yeah. life doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. I, I, I feel like we are the culprit to having a ton of valleys versus abundance of peaks, you know, and, that's whether it's career, car selling, your routine in the morning, you talk about a very simple routine, but that very simple routine gets you going for your day. That very simple ritual helps you feel whole and right. Life can be that simple if we choose it. And that goes back to choice, right? That I was talking about earlier is that Delta, it's that choice. Like, do we want to choose to be full of drama or do we want to choose to keep it simple and focus on what you're doing and be deliberate with everything that you're doing. When you get into the levels that I work with, so the 40 and then, and then you go from 40 cars to 60 cars, 60 cars to 70 cars, 70 cars to 80 cars, the, the simplicity has to, it has to become more simple 
as they go through this thing because if what you did selling 12 you don't do selling 20 right you know there's just things that people are still doing at 20 and you're going you'll never get to 25 because that's too much tedious stuff you it's not even important stuff anymore it was important and that's one of the challenges with management nowadays is they're treating people who've been in the business for 10 years as if they're brand new and working the deal as if they're brand new and 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 our industry needs to re look at ability of each individual storefront inside the dealership and not make it each you know each one of them is like a kiosk it should be a storefront each salesman has their own storefront where people are coming in it's not like pass by you know stopping by my sunglasses or i got the little twirly thing look in my place but that's what it has become again that's not simple right yeah but keep it simple selling is is such an easy title and when i went to google to find when i went to uh went to dot coms to find it it was available and i'm like i can't believe this is available (laughs) talk about (laughs) keeping it simple i love it but yeah we're almost we're almost through it finally boudreau we um i think we're on page we're getting close to page 200 so I can't remember how many pages there is, but we're we're almost through it. With uh, and are, then, you, um, are you still doing it with the class? And then y'all are discussing the social learning piece. Oh yeah, I've read it myself long ago, but yeah, we're we're going through it. Uh, we started, I don't know, I want to say three months ago, uh, every Saturday morning at seven a.m. And new people who start are required to be at book club and then everyone's welcome and now we even got a desk manager that shows up so good job richard bujack uh for coming to a book club uh not to say any names and give shout outs but uh yeah your book is wonderful for anyone who is starting in the car business or when you talk about having baselines to go back to keep it simple selling is fantastic so just to plug uh the meeting i'm sorry the meeting you're, you're a delay on your on your speaker just a tad. Say something, say something that doesn't matter. Come to the media, meeting. <laughs> come to the meeting. Yeah, come to the meeting. And Boudreaux already said one of these days he, he'll just um, conference in with us um, at some point. So that'd be fun too. And we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that at the very end or maybe before we um, start the next book. And so thank you. Uh, you know, Boudreaux stopped by uh, the dealership one time and that's how I met him and and so thank you for that. And he gave me a book, uh, gave me two books, um, and that being one of them, which I really enjoy and I think is really, really good. But Johnny O, um, you've been so um, patient and your words are, you're spitting fire this morning. So I want to go back to you. You almost led us to the one more time uh, before. What does it mean? What am I talking about when I say one more time? Uh, you know, I always got an abundance of things to say, you know, um, but uh, one more time, I think, you know, like that kind of hones in a little bit one more time. Like it's, uh, you know, you just, it, it's just repeating the behavior of success, right? One more time. Once, you know, once you have shown, it's like when you go door to door, the best thing to do when you sell, when you're training a salesperson is show them how it's possible. Then it's just about repetition and, and doing it one more time. 
right? You know, you go up, you drop a, uh, you know, a deal in front of them and show them how possible it is. And now it's uh, in the realm of possibility in their mind and they're duplicating what you do and so forth. Uh, but th- I think one thing I heard earlier I really like is uh, the whole thing about chess, right? Life's a chess game. Uh, and I'm a sports guy, I'm a diehard sports person, um, you know, my, my whole life, I, I think there was you know, sports just consumed everything. Um, but, uh, you know, I always liked football for that reason. I always thought football is the closest resemblance to a real life chess game. Right. You know, every player has their, you know, maybe your pawns are your old linemen and your knights or everyone has, uh, you know, it's a turn based kind of game, you know, one play after another and so forth. Uh, but I think when it comes to keeping it simple, one of the best things that I can kind of think of is just, put, uh, you know, putting it in, in perspective is, is a fantasy football scenario. So myself, I'm in a fantasy league. Uh, the football pool I ran had a high demand for another one. I was already in one. I don't want to be in two. So I said, Adriana, let's get you to draft. And she's got out-of-pocket, unorthodox ways of making picks and things that a lot of people on the surface go, that's crazy. Like, they, they want to, like, write it off and be like, this is... But then you start in, analyzing and interpreting and the, the intelligence and genius behind it is incredible. So, you know, I think when it comes to all these interpretations and evaluations and projections and experts when it comes to drafting players for football, you know, Adriana, she drafted an incredible team. And, and it was not even in the realm of what players were projected. Like, she was pre- picking guys all over the place, like going down the list, not even drafting guys recommended. Like, and uh, after the draft, I asked her, I said, well, how are you making your, your picks? And I remember talking to my buddy who's kind of a football expert. And he said, that's why she shouldn't be allowed in the pool. You know, she doesn't know what she's doing this and that. And she just whacked them this week, like beat them incredibly by a lot. And uh, I kind of, I spoke to her and I said, well, you know how she made her picks. She picked her players uh, by who had the best smiles, by who looked the best. And I think when you look happy, you look better and happier players are probably happier under contract and they produce better and they're happy because they have confidence and a bright future in front of them. And for whatever reason, that strategy translated to like her team is looking very good and very strong. And when I looked at it, I remember scratching my head like, Oh my goodness, these players she's drafting. Oh my, these, this is, uh, I was a little bit getting stressed too. Right. And then once I kind of, you know, realized how she was making her picks and what her particular, uh, you know, strategy was or algorithm or equation was for deciphering who she wanted on her team. I look at these guys all got bright smiles. They're all smiling away. They all, you know, look the part. And I'm starting to think of my sales background, you know, look, act, sound like a pro. And then I'm starting to think, man, like what, like this master strategist that I think I am an analyst and I'm going through and evaluating every factor and what team and this and, and all the rest. And, and thinking, oh, I, you know, I want a high-powered offense. I want a guy from this team. I, I'm looking at that and this and everything under the sun. And she's just picking players off smiles, and it's worked phenomenal for her. Um, so I, I think, you know, when it's a great example of keeping it simple, right? You get too good for your own means. Like, you overcomplicate things. Like, I find myself later in my career, and I just think I was this absolute mastermind salesperson but then I'd be like, you know, have a month and I'd be like, man, my first month I sold 13 cars. I sold 12 cars this month. Like what, what happened? And I start thinking about it and it's overcomplicating things, you know, it was back in the, you know, what was my philosophy? Just have a positive attitude, have fun and, uh, you know, treat every customer like, like it was, uh, your, your favorite family member or something like that. And, you know, just those fundamental, keep it simple things that got you to where you were uh, in the past, you, you can lose sight of in a hurry, right? So it's about 
duplication and uh, once you know it, it your actions and your success enters the realm of possibility it's about staying on the right path and not swaying this way or that way or reinventing the wheel and just doing uh what the fundamentals say will get you to where you need to be and following those fundamentals to achieve the goals you've written down for your monthly weekly daily achievements and it's gonna it's gonna help you right so i, I think keeping it simple is a be- beautiful title for for a book it blows my mind no one took that one that's a, a good one to stamp your name to for sure because it, it is the fundamental ingredient uh, for the recipe of success undoubtedly no doubt about that for sure man good for her but i hate those people i i spend so long picking my team and trying to come up with the best thing and then someone just picks randomly and they always win always win it's crazy <laughs> But it's a, it, it was the intent, though, you know, the intent. She she actually has a powerful play there. It sounds like the intent of, uh, you know, these gentlemen that are playing, <laughs> gentlemen that are playing football. So, uh, Katie, what does it mean, though, one more time? Like, I what I mean is uh, maybe let me clarify it somewhat is I, I had an owner one time who I was talking about training and Boudreaux will know what I'm talking about for sure in a car dealership, but I'm talking about training this salesperson or that salesperson. I'm like, man, they're just, you know, they're just not doing it. You know, they're just not getting it or whatever. And he's like, well, just do it one more time. You know, I'm like, how come you always say just do it one more time? He's like, well, because what other answer is there? I mean, you know, just do it one more time. I mean, it, what, what does it mean, Katie? Like one more time. I mean, it's so, um, you know, like if I was to pick up skateboarding today, you know, like I would have to fall one more time. I'd have to get back on the board one more time. Like, you probably have dealt um, with that with your with your book as you're talking about, but but what is it what does it really mean, Katie? One more time. You know, and I have to go back to, and I'm not trying to be all religious and preachy and all that kind of stuff, but this journey that I'm on right now, um, there is Why one are you part apologizing for that. <laughs> don't apologize because well, you're why. <laughs> well, so here it is. I don't want to put anything on anybody, right? But this is what's happening with me. this is my journey, and so. Um, but I keep, I sound a bit like a broken record because I keep going back to this one thing. So I'm on, I'm on a journey of discovering, um, the gospel. It's the first time in my life I've, um, come to a point where I believe that God actually exists and it's, it's, it's quite spiritual and it's, it's something that's um, pretty fantastic. Um, however, uh, there's this you know, we make, there's these five sort of steps to this path to happiness that I'm learning. And one of the last step is that I keep going back here is enduring till the end. And what that means, at least for me, what that means is that we have, it's, some people may hear that and think, oh, endure, like, is it hard? Is it like, it seems like it would be hard, like sluggish when you hear that word endure, like you've got your feet, your feet in mud, and it's really hard to pick them up. Um, and keep going. I looked at it as being extremely positive that we have a chance every day to endure to the end, to keep striving for whatever it is we want to achieve. And for, you know, whether it's to, um, you know, the, the Mormons believe in going to the celestial kingdom. So whether it's the highest tier of heaven, um, and, or whether it's just to achieve that goal that we set out on paper to sell a hundred cars, whatever it is we want to achieve or to do be a great skateboarder, even though we're putting our foot on the skateboard for the very first time, we have to keep enduring to the end. 
And so for me, that's like, that's one more time. You can't endure to the end until you do it one more time. And then you do it again and you have to do it again. And, but you can't do it the same way you did it. If that makes sense, right? Like you can't, that's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. If you want to be great at something, if you want to achieve something, you have to endure to the end, take it one more time and pivot. You have to do something a little different to be able to get the result that you're looking for. So that's my favorite part. My favorite thing that I have learned in my last, you know, six months of, of being on this journey is is the fact that every day I find peace and hope and faith in, in, in the fact that every day I have a chance to do it again. Every day I have a chance to take that little step and be a little bit better and to um, give myself grace if there is a day that I'm not better. The other thing that I, I, I'm reading, which goes hand in hand with enduring to the end, and I look like I've got a halo of light and hair you around do. Um, <laughs> Is, is yeah um <laughs> is the fact that um i believe at least for me and it's the thing that's given me a whole bunch of solace in everything that's happening in my life right now we all have things going on in our life we might not talk about it publicly but our we all have challenges is the fact that blessings await us they just might not be in the time that we expected them so we have to keep that eternal perspective. We have to keep that, um, we have to get rid of the myopic perspective, like at our nose, is that in order to do it one more time, in order to endure to the end, you have to believe, you have to have hope and faith that the blessings will come your way. You have to be patient and be willing to work really hard at it. And in order to do that, you have to believe in doing it one more time. So that's, that's where my head's at. And I want to get to Sammy as we go to the social media Sammy segment. But and and another level that I'm talking about too, Katie, is the things that you do have to do the same one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. You know, when we're talking about foundation and and Johnny O talked about it a little bit, but you know, especially at those a, are, a so those are to me that's like the foundation of life. Yeah, if you're talking about one more time in terms of creating a consistent. Um, foundation for yourself yeah i mean there's a lot of things i i get up and i one more time gotta do my yoga practice or i've been i've started to run so you've got to get up for your health i gotta get up and just one more time just push it but isn't even that, more that isn't that even the more difficult um part rather than i think it's fun when we actually um decide that we need to change it up a bit you know but isn't it even more difficult when you have to for the millionth day in a row do that same routine so for me, I, I find um, peace in routine though. Like for me, it, it break, it's not, uh, it depends on how you look at it. It's your outlook, right? That one more time, even when I go running and I wanna make it five more minutes, five minutes longer, a mile longer, um, that requires you to pivot. I still believe in rituals, even though they're the same, you still have a chance to get better. And that's what consistency and foundation is, at least to me. So I feel like there's an, always a little bit of a challenge. If, if there's no challenge, that's when it becomes mundane. And that's when you don't want to do it one more time. So you've got to be able to find that, that joy. You've got to be able to find that, um, that little bit of challenge or something to help you pivot to become that, become better, even in that ritual, even in that, um, consistent foundation, or else you're going to feel like, Oh, 
<laughs> I have to do this again. You've got to find the joy. I'm happy that you said something about like running and exercising. I, I think that it, that's such a good analogy because if anyone's ever tried to lose weight, you, you do the yeah. same thing for a period of time. And if you don't switch it up, you're staying that same weight. You're, you're not losing any more weight. You're not getting, you have to change up your workout. You have to change up your diet. You have to do, you know, you have to, you know, you have to do stuff for a certain amount of time. Cause then if you change up your workout and you do that one day and then you change it up again and then you change it up again, that's not good either. So you have to, you know, you have to know when to change. So that little period of time you'll lose weight. And then when you stop getting better, you know, just to make it broader, when you stop getting better, you have to change it up and you have to, you know, that's the only way that you're going to move on to that next step. Well, let me put that as somewhat what I, I guess what I'm trying to get to is, is okay. So if I'm going to lose weight, it still comes down to calorie in versus calorie out. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, it's not a, it's, it's not rocket science. If you burn more calories than you intake, you'll lose weight. Right. Right. So one, one thing that is really difficult for people is they don't see immediate results. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say I start eating, you know, less than 2000 calories per day, which like for me is my threshold. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I start doing that. It's still going to take me probably two to three weeks before I really start to notice the results. So it wasn't that I really need to change up. Right. It's that I needed to stay the course, you know, for that two to three. Yeah. Weeks, yeah. Right? But then to Sammy's point, you needed to stay the course for two to three weeks and then you're going to hit a plateau. No, no, no. And then if you what, what I mean is, is like, for example, in 2005, right, in January of 2005, I weighed 266 pounds. Okay. Wow. And so in, for, in May of 2005, I weighed 205 pounds, but I stayed the same course for five months. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So at 205 pounds, that's a, that's a good weight for me. I don't need to change anything up. I just need to keep doing the same thing, which for me, all I do is I count calories, right? It doesn't really matter what, what the calories are. Now we know that we're going to have less energy if we eat this versus that, that type of thing. But the bottom line is, is if I really want to lose weight, I just need to stay the same course. And so what I'm talking about is sometimes, right? It's not about changing, you know, it's about that you have to have the willpower, the, the mindset to do the same thing for a while to get the results you want. And one more time, I guess, is what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, is why the owner always said to me one more time when it came to training, right? A salesperson, because he didn't say change up your training. He said, go over it with them one more time. So it takes 90 times to make or break a habit. So what, I, what I hear is that, well, I know. So what I'm, what, I'm ta- what I'm hearing is it's more about creating habits and foundations versus um, becoming better at what you do. I don't, and everybody, don't you think that, that people don't often, I mean, I think you're like a one percenter if you're able to, um, you know, really do those 90 times. I, I, I don't think that people, people say it, you know, but how many different weight loss programs are out there? Uh, how many New Year's resolutions do you make and never actually achieve? I yeah. mean, and the gym and weight loss is one of them, right? You go really hard for 30 days, maybe 60, but then life happens and you you pivot, I guess, and you decide that it's no longer important to you. But it's in 
to do it one more time, it's got to be important to do it one more time. And that's where I'm saying you have to find that joy. It has to be something that you really want. But yeah, one more time, of course, you're going to you're going to hone in on a skill if you keep at it. Yeah. yeah. But how many? And sure. But look at the gym in January and then in March. Oh, I know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> I mean, that's just proof right there. You know, that can do this, you know, like when you think about people that like say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then by like three days from now or the new year's resolution, uh, you know, the gym is really, really busy. You know, the first, first part of the yeah. year, you know, like, well, what is the percentage of people that can really stick to one more time at that, at that, just the basic level that I'm talking about. Oh, it's hard. I mean, it's really hard. I don't, I mean, I know I drop the ball all the time. I want to do something and and then I, I totally get, to, I mean, I, I live with oceanfront, right? So, okay, today I want to, you know, good. I'm going to, no, but honestly, you know how hard it is to stay focused when I can take my dog down to the beach and watch her chase crabs and, and enjoy the beauty that surrounds me? Of course it's hard. Um, and I'm human just like everyone else on this show and everyone else watching. But I think that if it's something you truly believe in, if it's something that is, um, you know, we go back to what Damien says, but it speaks to who you are and you feel it and it's part of you and it's part of your, you know, um, how you want to show up every day, it becomes much easier. So if you're trying to force somebody to do it one more time, forget about it because they are, it's not true to them. But the moment that you make, and go back to choice, the moment you make that choice, <clears throat> It's that delta. It's that choice. The moment you make that choice to be different and to stay the course is the moment it actually happens. But but it's um, it's a it's a choice every day. You have to get up every day to make that choice. I think the big problem is when we fail. Like let's say I don't. I've been going to the gym every day and then I miss a day and then I miss a week. We are really bad. We, when we fail one time, just one slip up, we are so hard on ourselves and we make, and we, that, that affects the whole goal, the entire goal. If you fail, that's okay. You know, it's okay to slip up. You, like Katie said, we're human. So fail, that's okay. But then don't give up, then go the next day, you know, except that you failed. If you eat a whole pizza one day, except that you failed, don't eat a, another pizza the next day, you know? Oh, Sammy, you got us there. You got us there. That is, <laughs> that is really good. Very, very good. So go ahead then and take us into the, the social and uh, just to, to shine a light on that. I mean, that is it right there. That is it. You will fail. Yeah. Right? You will absolutely fail. But Sammy, please go into the social media. Um, Sammy segment used to be the TikTok talk. And then, and then we got Sammy from Gorilla Digital Social media. media. Social media. Johnny O finally got it. Thanks for the tag, Johnny O. <laughs> oh, Johnny O. So, Johnny O, can you tell us right now what the name of this gorilla company is? <laughs> a gorilla market or gorilla. Uh, no, I see you throwing me on the spot you here. Just, you guys can just call it gorilla. That's totally fine. That's what we've been calling it. <laughs> well, tell us the real name and then um, and then take take it over. Yeah, it's Gorilla Social Media Consulting. There, you go, there, you go. Um, there we go. There it is. Um, okay. I got a tip for you today. Um, I'm going to share one and it's, I think it's one of the most important. I think that sometimes people are missing. If you have a Facebook page, I'm talking about pages now um, for business. If you have a Facebook page and you have not invited your friends to like your page, 
you are missing out on your biggest top fans. Those are the people that are going to interact with your posts. Those are the people that are going to share your posts. They're going to say, my mom, if my mom doesn't like my page, I have failed a lot. You know, <laughs> they're going to say, good job, Sammy. You know, your aunt, great aunt from, you know, Michigan or wherever she is. She's going to say, great job, Sammy. So proud of you, Sammy. You know, people that know you personally, like Damon always says, you have your, you know, people, there's your people. And if you're not using your people to promote your business, then you are missing out big time. You've got to invite people. Another thing that you can do is when you're on live, um, and I talk about live video a lot just because I like it a lot. That's one of my favorite things that Facebook has. Um, and, you know, some people don't like it, and that's okay. That's their opinion. you got to figure out what works for you. But I really enjoy live video. And um, one thing that you can do is you can start watch parties. And you can also invite people to watch your video. So if there's someone that you think would be interested, and honestly, sometimes I've just gone through and gone through the A's and said, invite, you know, if I know that all my friends will like it, I'll say, invite, 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 invite. And so that's some, that's another feature that Facebook has that I don't think many people use or know about maybe. So those are my two social media tips from Gorilla Social Media Consulting. Today. Those are good. Now with this watch party, see, I've never done a watch party myself. So really, it's, it's the, a yeah, can you talk about that a little bit more? Like what is what are you trying to do with this watch party? So what you're trying to do is you're trying to invite like, like, let's say for this video right now, we're on live. And my friends don't follow auto saleswear, right? But I'm trying to get them to watch it with me. And they might not be reached, you know. So what I want to do is the people that I think um, that might be interested, I can go to start a watch party and it's really easy on your phone too. Um, you just go start a watch party and it's under share and you go to a watch party and then you can pick, um, especially groups too. So if there's like a specific group that you're a part of, like for instance, we're a part of life at a car dealership. So I can start a watch party with that entire group. And then the invite is for personal people that you want to invite. And groups are really essential if you have a page on Facebook. You need to utilize the groups. And sometimes you have to apply to get into the groups, but I've never applied for a group and not gotten in. So that's yeah, something. They really want to grow those groups, don't they? You, yeah. And really, it's just, it's doing the work for you. It has a whole group of people of things, you know, people that have said that they, are interested in what you're talking about. You know, that's a whole, that's a great resource, you know? So really find those groups, get on and find those groups that will be interested in what you have to say and utilize them. I have a client right now. Um, it's a pizza place in um, Madison County. And there's a group that says to go Madison County, like food. It's all restaurant, like local restaurants. It, that's all it is, all the posts. And it has like, probably. 5,000 people that are on that group and they get a notification that someone commented in the group or posted something in the group, you know, and they might be having lunch that day and they found, saw it on to go Madison County. You know, I mean, it's just utilize those groups. Man, that's so much better now of Johnny O with Sammy doing the social media segment than when we just did the TikTok talk, don't you think? I, th I think so. I quite, I quite enjoy it. I, I hope I speak for all of us. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> let's, go, let's go weekly motivation. We'll go Katie and then Sammy and then Johnny O and Boudreaux. Go ahead, Katie, take us away. Ah, uh, well,
Well, I think that um, I'll just, and I'm going to go back to the, you know, we talk, we've talked about being deliberate and we've talked about um, one more time. Um, I'm going to go back, right circle, right back to enduring to the end and not to be afraid to make that choice and to um, set your sights on what you want and just keep going, wake up every day and make that choice to either do it one more time or pivot and change so that you can get to where you want to be. Good stuff. Go ahead, Sammy. All right. I am going to go with what I kind of just said about not being afraid to fail. If you fail, it's okay. You know, you got to, you got to fail. That's part of life. Part of life is not getting what you want and being okay with that. And if you fail, then you know, you need to not carry that over into future, the future, you know? So if you, if you didn't go to the gym today, don't worry. That's okay. You, you, you rest and then tomorrow be back at it. You know, if you, if you ate a cookie, it's okay. You know? So that's what I, that's my motivation for this week. And what if you eat like 10 cookies? Does that still apply? Yeah, I think that still applies. <laughs> it still applies. Yep. If you eat a whole large pizza, which I've actually, I've eaten a whole, fun fact about me, I've eaten a whole medium pizza by myself. Yeah. By myself. I really, I have. With you. <laughs> I thought, I was impressed. I was like, man, I am good at eating. But I, uh, yeah, it still applies. Always do it. That really reminds me of my wife really believed in her mind. When you talk about power of the mind, she thought she could eat, beat me at a pancake eating contest. <laughs> And she believed this for months. So we had our, my nephew go, my son go, we went to IHOP and she had one plate of pancakes and couldn't go any further. So <laughs> wait, I have one more thing. James, yeah, Lindsay, James Lindsay had a great, has a great comment on our video. It says discipline determines destiny. Ooh, man. Nice. Great job, James Lindsay. We like it. Dang, James. Thank you very much. You must know Josh lets us and, uh, I guess you'll represent for him today. That was Josh's weekly motivation from Jay <laughs> and Johnny. Sorry, Johnny. Oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. I cut in there. Yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, people that have success are, are typically people with uh, fairly legitimate or, or, or good habits. Right. And uh, you know, it's when these good practices or good habits are broken and how you respond, you know, I think it's easy to fall in this, this uh you know behavior of oh, i ate a whole box of cookies yesterday what's it going to be if i eat a whole another box today and tomorrow's going to be my next best day at the gym and oh well you know i'll make up for the extra box of cookies today tomorrow and kind of then all of a sudden a week goes by and then so i i think it you know it kind of uh, reflects back to our earlier conversations of how you respond to adversities how do you get back on track how do you jump back on the path of success you know if you steer to the right well you can still cut through the forest and jump back on the right path moving forward uh, but when you keep uh, steering because it's easier to stay on the concrete and keep steering to that right easy path uh, sometimes the, the, the path that's harder in life is typically the right path for your journey uh, to go in the direction you want uh, and to, to go to the success and to take you to the, the, the bright end of the tunnel, right? It's, it's typically the hard decision that's the right decision, uh, but it's just human nature to kind of lean or sway towards the easier decision a lot of times and the, the easier avenue of... Um, 
of, of things is, is always uh, continuing, you know, um, with the mindset of, okay, well, tomorrow, okay, well, you know, uh, I already have, you know, I've already broken my, my, my goal of going to the gym every day. So, uh, well, it's over. Well, you know what? People, you tend to write off the five days you went to the gym because oh, I said I was going to work out, you know, six days a week for the next three months. Well, oh, I broke it anyways. That's out the window. Now let's forget about it, right? And if people have that tendency and they fail to realize that, you know, every step you take is a step to success. You can, you can step away from success, but it's stepping back to uh, the path that you, that you have intended to be on that's going to determine your longevity and your adversity and the way you overcome object, objective or adverse things in life, right? So um, to think that you're just going to stay on the straight and narrow forever, uh, you know, it's naive, uh, maybe even a little bit ignorant, right? So I think everyone knows no matter how, how great you think you are, uh, greatness is uh, dependent on how you uh, deal with things are unfavorably but i'll uh, i'll pass i'll pass it off i think uh everyone's kind of touched on a lot of that stuff already but johnny o so good today man i i, I love this version of johnny o that's uh you know right with it and really really good i and i think that people need to hear that and know that we're all um you know human and uh you know yeah for sure so boudreau i've made you wait long enough to uh give us this um you know weekly motivation six of keep it simple selling right the apple tree imagine an apple tree and on that tree there's all kind of apples which is every relationship in your life every human that you know and who knows you in that tree there are apples that are family and very close friends and as you get close to the end of one of those apples journey on this planet, you want to make sure that you are connected in a way that there are no regrets. There's no resentment that there's just this bond of you can go. So reach out to your tree, to all the apples that are there that you love or that you have regrets, or that you need to forgive, or that you need to just have something said that's really loving. But today is about your tree. And in the sales world, I teach that your connection to your tree is how you make money. But your connection to your tree is how you have peace of life and peace of mind, because those relationships are the key to your life. And so touch your apples, reach out and call everybody, not to get anything, just to tell them you love them, just to find out what they're doing, just to find out what they ate yesterday and just have fun with it. Let the universe take the conversation wherever it goes. You never know when one of those apples time is short on that tree and you wanna make sure that it lands right in your hand. Just like my dad is doing now. This is why I love Boudreaux is he reminds me of someone like maybe in a different realm. We were into psychotropics together or something. I'm not sure, uh, you know, and that's supposed to be a healthy thing, by the way. But when I was in high school, it wasn't considered a healthy thing when we ate the psychedelic mushrooms. It just meant that we were trying to get high. But um, 
you know, the, uh, the psychotropic stuff that, that you do Boudreaux without even needing any assistance is phenomenal. And I, and I really love it, but, uh, weekly motivation for you. And you guys, if you just listen to these folks that talk on the show today, uh, between Katie, Johnny O, Sammy and Boudreaux, you would have this book covered. I think they basically all took, um, maybe, maybe gave, um, Mr. Dyer, uh, all the information that he needed to write that book because that was really, really powerful stuff today. That was last week. This week is a oldie, but goodie. And, uh, it's a workbook that I like to write through and, um, or take pages, you know, uh, blank pages from, from somewhere else and write on, uh, and it'll take you through developing your, your leaders around you. And, uh, that's from John Maxwell. So, Thank you. Thank you very much to all of you. Powerful stuff. So appreciative. And thank you to the James and Johns of the world out there. The one of our um, 26 listeners. And uh, thank you very much. Y'all have a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Call you Papa, Sammy. <laughs>